All right, places, everyone. Quiet on the set. Curtains in five. Let's say, for instance, you're in Hamlet and Mike Karen is Claudius. So you die and you're laying there and you can't move because you're dead. And then Mike Karen makes sure he dies because he dies second with his butt in your face so that he can fart for the rest of the scene and you can't do anything about it. And his farts, This has to go in because we've already had Mike Karen on. His farts have mass. They are entities unto themselves. I'm not lying to you. Stop laughing. It's not funny. You haven't had it done to you. So anyway, I know all about uncomfortable, can't move situations. Welcome back to Footlights, a community theater podcast for the Quad Cities that is all staying in. Oh my God, don't put, okay, fine. Yeah, it's it. he can't deny it. I mean, hes I've seen him clear half the stage, so. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Sharon Michelle. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris Hicks. <laughs> I'm not one of your hosts, Patty Flaherty. Oh my gosh, I'm I've this is already this has already been I I'm so excited. Welcome to the studio, Patty. It's so Why, awesome to you. have you here. Patty needs no introduction. Oh she is well known in the community theater mm-hmm. um community theater groups. Of the Quad Cities. For good or ill. (laughs) Mostly for ill. So I would like to start from the very beginning. Can you tell us when your interest in theater or in performing was was born? Um, Probably when I was born. I was the one in the family that was always dressing the cousins up and putting on skits. And then uh, my family was very religious, believe it or not. And... um, Aren't you a preacher's kid? No, I'm a church clerk and a ladies' group leader kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Close enough. A staff kid. We were uh, Church of God, which is evangelical Christians. We were kind of one rung above snake handlers. Oh. Um, Yes. Snake Uh, handlers. You've never heard of snake handlers? I have not. Oh, we'll talk about that off. off (laughs) That's a whole different discussion (laughs) anyway um no 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 i i would do like little programs at church because church bored me because when you go five times a week for your entire life it's like what else can you tell me so i would do little skits and things for youth night or whatever so really and then when i finally finally got to high school and started doing like real plays i was hooked I was totally hooked. And it was so cool because my very first play was Dark of the Moon. And I was a sophomore in high school, 15 years old. And it's about these witches that come to Appalachia and they have sex with the girls and they give birth to these monsters. Yes, we're in high school, folks. So, Uh, and what century was that? It was in the early 70s. Give me a break, dude. We're in theater. Anyway, um, yeah, but so still, I say nothing, of course, because I don't want to like my parents to go, what? You can't right. do this. But get this. So they 
come to opening night because they're my mommy and daddy. Yeah. They bring the pastor and his wife. <gasps> oh, yes. The next Sunday from the pulpit, the pastor is calling me out. If you can see what these high schools are doing today and la, la, la. And I thought, I've found a home. I've found my calling. If I can piss off that many church-going religious people, I've found my calling. I love you already. <laughs> you just reminded me of, we were, at the time of this recording, we're just coming off of Playcrafters uh, st- Stop Kiss. production of Stop Kiss, which I was in. And uh, Jared Johnson, the uh, our station manager, CEO guy in chart, my boss, um, sort of, yeah, at one point he asked me, he was like, when it, when's your show when's your show again? And sort of like gave me a look like, okay, like, like he might go see it. And I was like, I should probably let my priest boss know that there are two scenes in which I'm not wearing pants oh yeah I forgot I forgot the first time I saw you after the show to say I saw London I saw France I saw Jaren's underpants you know and I personally as an audience member who enjoyed the show uh, thought it was very modestly and well done yes oh, it thank was you, yeah, you it know was. I, I was not at all even well, I wouldn't be appalled, but I, I wasn't even, you know, I was hoping for more, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a few there were a few discussion there were a few discussions, um, particularly during like the wheelchair changing scene of like so, like how far do you go? Yeah, like yeah. so. What would Sarah be wearing underneath the hospital gown? Um, but anyway, this is not about not me. A... This is about Patty Flaherty. Oh. <laughs> if you've been in the hospital, There's... you know what they're wearing yes, under the hospital do. gown. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing, because they won't let you. Usually but... you have things coming out of you. Right. We thought that'd be a little much for Playcrafter. Yeah, probably right. Our parents were going to come to this thing. <laughs> So moving on with parents coming to your shows. No, I loved it from high school on, and and uh, I met my husband uh, in my last year in college doing a show at Playcraft, my first show at Playcrafters. Aww. Oh, oh, now know. wait, let's back up a little. Did, aren't you from the South? Yes. Well, my parents are. I was born up here in Davenport. But oh, my I did parents, not realize that. No, um, my mom and dad are both from Alabama, uh-huh. and hence the evangelical snake handling you know um they didn't do that but they could have uh but anyway uh yes we're all from alabama i was born up here right after they they moved up here because alcoa was sent out a a countrywide uh request for workers alcoa is the big aluminum factory that's called something else now arconic yeah that Mm, yeah um but anyway daddy worked at alcoa my whole life so uh I've been a Quad City girl my whole life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've done theater here in pretty much every venue. Not all of them now that there's so many new ones, but right. pretty you, much every now, venue. Now, do you have siblings? I have a sister and a brother, and they both. Where do you fall in the? I'm a middle child. Misunderstood no middle child. You betcha. <laughs> I met my husband uh, doing Born Yesterday at Playcrafters. Okay. And uh, I had seen him act before and thought he was gorgeous but unfortunately the first show I ever saw him in he was in a powder blue jumpsuit at St. Ambrose and um, I was walking past the theater and looked in and went oh gorgeous guy too bad he's gay oh well because 
he was playing a gay guy in Gingerbread Man. And um, so I thought, no hope, too bad, you know. And then, boom, like a year later, we're both cast in Born Yesterday. And mm-hmm. the rest is history. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I love that story. <laughs> so do you remember the first... Quad City uh, Community Theater venue that you, that do you remember the first place you ever did a show in the Quad Cities? Yes, it was Born Yesterday at Playcrafters. Oh, that was that the was first one. That was my fun. first show outside of school. I did, you know, college shows and, and high school shows, but my first, like, show with, outside of my schooling was, was Playcrafters. Mm-hmm. And, and did that you... was 1979. And were you, did you major in theater? Yes. And so, so did you, so is that what you did professionally no. throughout your life? So tell me, tell me about that. Oh God. Oh, well, I was <laughs> a secretary and IT person at the arsenal for 17 years. And then I was a secretary, uh, to lawyers for 14 years. And then I do nothing. Now I can finally be what I was always meant to be, an ornamental wife. <laughs> You're my new... You Arm are, candy, that's you, me. You are my new role model. <laughs> oh my God, please, no. And we have no children, and if you don't think that was a drag back in 1980, trying to explain to everyone... Oh, I can imagine. ...that we had chosen not to have children. So I just started telling people, I really can't have children. And then they'd get all sad, and I'd yeah, yeah. finish it with, because I'd kill them. <laughs> oh my god i want to i, I want to talk to you all day so so the whole time so you're doing are you doing community theater and living in the quad cities kind yes of? we live in moline and uh my Not husband and i were both us, retired mm-hmm. nope we live pretty close to to chris and and uh god your husband's name henry <laughs> Mr. Hicks. Mr. Hicks. Hicks. Yes, we live very close to Mr. and Mrs. Hicks. (laughs) So what kind of, what do you, how would you, um, what's a good way to ask this question without it sounding pretentious? Oh, come on. Um, Talk to me about what kind of characters you like to play and what sort of, what do you, what do you feel your sort of acting quote unquote style is? Apparently she likes to play witches who copulate with women and produce monsters. I need to no, read um, this script. <laughs> it's called, actually, Playcrafters is an old script. It's called, um, um, I just told you, and now it's gone out of my head. Oh, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it'll come back to me, but it, uh, Dark of the Moon, that's what right. it's called, Dark of the Moon. And um, I actually had this line, and, and I can't believe I said it at 15 years old in front of my parents and my pastor, but it was... I pleasured myself in the barn for a quarter of an hour. It was fabulous. Oh my god, I yeah. love that. Yeah, iconic. I was so happy. It was. <laughs> but no, I um, comedy will always have my heart. Mm. Comedy is what I love to do. I love to make people laugh. That's not to say that I don't enjoy a good drama. Mm-hmm. I love. I just love to act, and I love, and now I love to direct because God knows I love telling people what to do. Oh, are you still are you still directing, like at the moment? Not at the moment. At the moment, I'm trying to learn more lines than 
God intended anyone to ever learn, especially <laughs> with my brain being what it is. Um, but no, I love to direct. I love to. Are you to, cast in a show right now? Is that yes. what you're saying? What yes. show is that? It's and where? called Suddenly Last Summer, and it is at the Black Box Theater in Moline, but it's not until October. But I need this. Yeah, raise your eyebrows. I need this no, amount I'm, of time I'm, to imp- learn. My eyebrows are raised because I'm impressed. No, no, no. I feel like Sisyphus. <laughs> trying to push the rock up and it comes back down every night. I mean, I'm, I'll go like, okay, I've got four pages learned. And then the next day I'll look at them and go, did I know these at all? <laughs> so no, it's really, it's harder for me than it ever has been. And that's kind of annoying. Um, I used to could glance at a page and it was down. And, and this is karma because I was, oh, I was so insufferable. I would go like, what is their problem? Why don't they just study? I mean, Jesus, so is it for me? And then uh, now, I, I mean, nothing is sticking and I have no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Karma's sitting up there going, just wait, just wait, Mwah. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome because now, since it's not having till October, that means people have plenty of time to put it on their calendars and go see the show. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about tell me about some of your favorite roles that you've ever gotten to play. Well, Pat and I did Cat on a Hot Tin Roof uh, opposite each other, mm-hmm. and that was R- Brick and Maggie, and that was really, really a, a fun experience. We did that at Playcrafters. And I don't know, the times I've gotten to play opposite him, uh, we were the Macbeths, we were uh, Antony mm-hmm. and Cleopatra, we were uh, uh, Tichaba and... Uh, the big fairy in Midsummer. What's his name? It just went out of my head. Oh, well, you just scared it out of me o- too. Puck o- and Oberon. T- Oberon. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, we were Titania uh, buried and child. Oberon. Buried child. Yes, we were married and buried child for uh, them. Quad City Theater Workshop. Thank you. Oh, was that with Mike? Was that the that was with Mike Schultz? Schultz? Yes. Yeah, love him. I do too. He's a great guy mm-hmm. and a really good actor, too. Yes, very mm-hmm. talented. But um, I don't know. I I have to say that, you know, I've done lots of drama and I'm about to do some drama, but but comedy is where my heart is. Yeah. I just, I like to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. What is it? Talk talk more about that. Talk more about, like, that, just, like, tell me tell me about the feeling that you get when you're, like, on stage and you get that There's laugh. There's no that you rush, like knowing that you've got an entire room full of people who are just delighted with you. Yeah. That is just such a rush for me. It really is. It's just, there's there's no feeling like knowing that everyone is with you, they're delighted with you, and you're making them laugh. And so just for a little while, whatever is bothering them, and it doesn't matter who they are or how they came in or what mood they're in, just for that minute, they're all together, and they're all having a great time. Yeah. And that, to me, is the best feeling in the world. It really is. Mm. But it's also really cool when you're in a drama and they're all like, (gasps) and I like playing bad people too. And I like feeling those waves of hate. I don't know. There's just all kinds of different reasons why I like to do theater, Mm -hmm. but um, I mostly like to do comedies. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, because it's all such a, it's also different, right? When you evoke all these different 
emotions and and reactions from people it feel like it it does it's some it's somehow feel, getting to make making someone cry at least to me is a different rush than making someone laugh oh yeah but it's still a rush it's still a rush yes. right yeah no i love it i love it and i'm very sad because i feel like you know that's one of the things that i'm losing is my ability to memorize. Mm, and yeah. that's why I kind of wanted to do one last big hurrah before I'm relegated to the funny bits. <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with being the the person that comes in and has the funny bits and then leaves. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like my lead days are coming to yeah. a close. And that's a very, that's, I imagine something like very, very real that you kind of have to sort of process. Well, I think it affects different people different ways. Sure. You know, and I am so amazed at these older actors that it seems that they can still memorize copious amounts. Mm-hmm. And I apparently am just not going to be one of them. And that's sad. But, yeah. hey, it's life too, mm-hmm. you know, and and there you have it. And I can still direct. I can still sit back and say, you do this and you do that and don't argue with me because <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> I learned that from Don Wooten. Oh my goodness! Yes, we love. Oh, we love Don around here. That's Don's <laughs> the one that always tells you. Comedy is not easy, and it's not funny. And I always cock my head and say, oh, "Comedy's not funny." But what he's trying to say is, you have to take it seriously for yeah. it to be funny. Mm-hmm. Because if you're joking around, the audience isn't in on it, and they'll resent you. Right. But. Well, and Chris, uh, is it, it's you that said to to pull to be a, a comedy actor is so much more difficult. It or is. like the people that really impress. What what's that thing that you always say? The people that really impress you are the. I'll let you. I guess I'll let you. I'm say I'm not it. sure what you're referring to because it's, I'm well, older. Make something up because really <laughs> I'm older than Patty, so my brain is far more deteriorated than yeah, hers. Yeah, but that doesn't mean brains deteriorate well, differently. Comedy is harder mm-hmm. because of timing. <laughs> timing, yes, it is. It's it is timing, and that is a rare gift mm. to have. Um, I don't have it. I don't think I've ever played a comedic role. Really, I don't think so. I don't. I'm trying to think because I know you've the done a lot of the closest I but... I could say might be Celia in As You Like It. She's a more lighthearted character. Well, Cord- and that is a comedy, but it's more a romance, really. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't think I've ever really played a, a comedic role. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> no, that does not mean you're bad. Well, apparently it does because I've never been cast as one. So, Patty. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I do have one. You do? Hey. <laughs> Mistress. Quickly. Quickly. Uh, no, is it Ford and Quickly in... T- um, no, no, no. It's The Two Wives yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Merry Wives of Windsor. Merry Wives of Windsor. Oh, pa- I love that Page. show. Page. For- Ford and Page. I think I was Page. But I might have been Ford. I don't know. It was too long ago. <laughs> I'm trying have... to think. Who was my- on the other side? They. Um... Anyway, that's, that's my only comedic <laughs> role. 
Sorry, folks, that was a big pause. <laughs> so tell me about um, some of the favorite things that you've directed. We've talked a little bit about about you as an actor. Talk to me about your favorite thing about being a director. Well, it scared me at first because coming, you know, so what I did before I started directing was uh, was make sh- sure that I had worked every aspect of backstage. Mm-hmm. So I stage managed and I worked in the booth, the lights and sound, and I did props and I moved sets and I just did things so that I realized this is what I'm taking on. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't do was costumes because I can't sew a stitch. Remember how <laughs> I said I was an ornamental wife? I don't cook either. So, you know, it's arm candy's a hard job. Anyway, um, so I made sure that I knew, you know, all that. Plus, being in college, I had taken a lot of the classes, and I took sure. direct. I was going to say, if you were a theater major, you should have had some of that. I did, but I just had never, in a show, done anything but acting. I took classes to do stage really? craft and movement and all that stuff, but when I was in school and there was a show, I was always the actor. And this was Ambrose, yes. did you say? Yes. Wow, at Western, I had, I mean, we were required to work backstage. Well, mm-hmm. when it, we were required to work, but they would either, I ended up either in the booth, not the booth, I'm sorry, in the ticket office or on stage. I never worked a oh. show until... Um, There's lots of things in between. Well, now, let me, let me say that we would come in and help, like paint and stuff like that, sure. before the show. Yeah. But actually running the show, no. Not, not until oh, I got out into hmm. the theater world, as we say. <laughs> but as far as, as things that I've been really proud of directing, I'm pretty much proud of everything I've ever done. Yeah. Um, with a few unnameable exceptions, but uh, I will Oh, say, now that's what we want no, to know. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I just, I love watching the actors do what I say, and then when they do it, have it click, and they can move on from there and develop. Yeah you know, from there, and, and uh, I like, it's, it's, you know, the closest I'm going to come to having a kid, like, putting on a show is like my baby, yeah. it's my kid, and they <laughs> love it, hooray, so, I don't know, it's, it's just really interesting so to what's, me. So, what's your favorite show that you've directed? Yeah, you keep asking that, and I keep looking back, and, and there, there's just, so many. I just I want to hear you like pick one and just like gush about it. Well, it's going to be weird because I directed it twice and I was proud of both productions and it was not a comedy. It was and it was this it's a joke play to most people. It was The Crucible. Okay. And I've done it twice. A joke play? Well, high schools do it. And everybody is like, oh, you're doing, you know, everybody does the crucible. It's a high school play. It's, you know, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Saturday Night Live did a skit about About everybody does the crucible. But I think it has such an important message and it had such great characters 
and I did it once for new ground or not new ground. Uh, we AC, ECT. We were, it's a now defunct little theater group. Um, and I was just so pleased with it. And then just maybe 2018, I did it at Playcrafters uh, because so many um, of our people that we hear on the news were screaming witch hunt that I decided, why don't we show them there you what go. a real witch hunt yeah. looked like? And so I wanted to do it again. So and did I you was pitch very that? proud. Did you pitch that to Playcrafters or were they going to do it anyway? And no, you... I pitched it to them. Okay. I pitched it to them, yes. But um, I just recently directed The Revolutionists at uh, Black Box, and I was very proud of that. It was uh, for, it was during the French Revolution, the Reign of Terror, four women in history oh. getting together, which never happened, but it... Uh, it was just, and one of them, of course, is Marie Antoinette, and she's just this flighty little weirdo, but then she comes out with something so profound. Yeah. And uh, Alain de Gouge was an actual pamphlet writer of the day. Mm -hmm. That, uh, and then I have the, we had the, and I can't think of her name now, and, and if the actress is listening, sorry, the one who killed... Uh, Marat in his bathtub. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, I can't think of her name either, but it, who cares? Anyway, I had a, that was, it was very historical, but very funny and, and very, you know, women forward. And, and I really enjoyed that. I, uh, what's it called? What's it called again? It's called the revolutionists. I am, I'm writing this down so I can look it up and read it or watch it later how did you like working in the black box space it's a challenge but so yeah. is every the i've worked out at richmond hill which is completely round and that's a challenge right um uh, playcrafters uh with its three quarter is a challenge um but i love that stage that to me is a perfect stage because mm -hmm. you have the it has such a big thrust that and and you have the comfort of a presidium yes but you have the intimacy of getting out there on Absolutely. the thrust and, mm -hmm. I, and that kind of is my favorite thing and then you have playcrafters which is uh i mean uh, you have genesia skill which is an aircraft carrier and you have <laughs> to be very careful how you stage and you have to be much louder than you think you have to be and right. you have to so every, and, and uh, you know, Music Guild used mics, and that's very different for somebody who's so used to having to project. Mm -hmm. You have to bring it back. Right. And that's a hard thing Please to do. Please don't scream into the microphone. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have that problem in general anymore. My bone of contention with almost every show that I've been to is the actors failed to project. Mm-hmm. Except for Music Guild because they're mic'd. Right. I did know. I noticed that you did not say in your review of Stop Kiss that you couldn't. I told hear you us. privately. You did. That's right. Of I the one person that I that, <laughs> that uh, couldn't hear a thing he said. But uh, but it wasn't in the and review, now, so and, I call that a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were kind of mean to those high school kids. I was not mean to the high school kids. I really kids. think you were. Who? I do. They're high school kids, and they're being introduced to Shakespeare. And I don't know. I just they I, can I be didn't introduced to Shakespeare at 
high school. Yeah, but this is why I we're... do not. Let me let me okay because I'm very limited in what I can say. Sure. In a review, I've got four minutes. Right. I applaud the effort to bring teenagers into Genesius Guild. I really do. And Angela Rathman did an amazing job with those kids. This year's production over last year's production was a thousand percent better. Yeah, but you shouldn't even compare like that either. I don't I don't know. I just think we need to cut the kids some slack. Adults, hey I do cut all, yeah for there grabs. were kids that that were very good in there, and I complimented them. What I, I just, and part of it is I'm just a traditionalist as far as Genesius Guild goes. It holds a very special place in my heart. Well, it does me too. I basically was there from 83 to now. And it was a very good, I said it was a very good high school production. Mm. Does it belong in an adult theater? That is what I question. It, we've Genesius Guild to me has always been teaching. We've always had really good actors teaching the lesser actors who've never done Shakespeare before. That's always been the, the Genesius way. And hey, kid, you want to play King Lear? That's been a joke. We pull people out of the park and say, come on up and do Shakespeare. Yes, you're not going to be as good as me, but hey... You know, it's Shakespeare, it's free, it's Greek, it's free. You know, we're here to teach you. And, and maybe next time you come out, you'll be that much better because Shakespeare makes everybody better. I don't care, young, old, rich, poor, if you do Shakespeare, you're going to come out of the season a better actor. And I don't know, that's just my feeling too, and I'm not a reviewer. You have every right to, to write what you want, but that's just my opinion. I felt bad for the kids. That was my opinion. I felt bad for the kids, too. It but is, I have to be honest with my feelings. Okay. It is something interesting that I've noticed sort of just in my, you know, just in my work as a producer. And uh, we also do a podcast on WVIK called A Real Piece of Work, at, uh, the Jobs Podcast podcast for young people um basically trying to introduce them into like different feel different fields and careers that they could go into um and i hear a lot of i i hear a lot of adults um or i guess adults older than me talk about my you know my generation is the participation trophy generation and how that that's like i'm sorry you said that so fast participation trophy how like when i was a kid yeah like when i was a kid i was the generation of kids who you know everybody got a ribbon just for just for doing it or everybody got a trophy just for participating and how that that's that's ruined people my age and made us have a terrible work ethic and that's something that i feel like People well, are talking I, about more these days is yes, how do you how do you teach how do you teach kids in a constructive way that also encourages them to keep going? I don't know, and I don't have children, so I never have to know. Have you? It's, I I feel I'm like I don't want to have kids because I don't want to grapple with these questions. <laughs> have you ever worked with uh, with oh, youth in a theater yes, setting? Talk yes. about that. I directed the Children's Hour. And I, I love did, that show. I did oh my too, gosh. and I had such a good time with it. I did it at Playcrafters, um, and I uh, dem- well, I demanded that all stage mothers waited in the green room. Mm, they mm-hmm. were not allowed upstairs, and we turned all the speakers off so they couldn't hear me mm. if, in case <laughs> I had an occasional um, f bomb slip. 
uh, I am wont to do that. I do curse like a sailor. I grew up uh, with Pat Flaherty, but anyway, uh, I you know I I had no trouble with the kids. I had trouble with the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of interference or would be interference, but I got to shut them down. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't have any time for that. Yeah. I worked at a youth group very briefly when I was too young to be, like, working for a youth group. Like, right. I was still a youth. But anyway, that's something I did. And, and yeah, it, it was the, the – kid, the kids the kids were great. It was, like, the parents that sca- scare, scared me. Yes. Because <laughs> they're, they're, the they're the ones that can actually do something if they get angry. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that I was afraid that they would do something. It was that I, you know, I didn't want – any interference in my show Mm -hmm. I'm that in that way I am old school I do I want to hear everybody's opinion and if you've got a great idea let's try it but in the end it's my decision right it has to be Mm -hmm. and I think it when you when you put on a show you have to have the captain there has to be a captain yeah I mean you need your crew but everybody, you have to have somebody that has the answer. Mm-hmm. You can't just stand around and go, well, I don't know, and let's, I'm not sure. Or you're never going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I like to do when I direct is be the captain. I want all the input from everybody. I want to stifle anybody's creativity. But at the end of the day, it's my vision and my show. Yeah. Have you ever... Um being a woman in that position of power have you ever had any experiences where you felt like people thought they could push back yes. against you because like because you're a woman in a way that they wouldn't with a man perhaps? I will say that the man I love the most in theater is Don Wooten but he's the biggest misogynist I've ever met in my life <laughs> well he is he'll admit it yeah, I mean he, he yeah. will admit it he is a total misogynist and he really did not like the fact that I might have a different idea here and there, or mm. I might do something a little different than the way it's always been done. Mm. And then uh, I look back, or I look now, and mostly all the things that I wanted are being implemented now without mm-hmm. question. It's, you know, Is that frustrating? back in the day. It used to be. Now I just laugh. Yeah. You know, I've had to put up with so much sexism in my life. You have no idea. And so that was just another piece of it. Bob Sonneville ran uh, Playcrafters Barnes Theater the exact same way. Mm. And he'd stick his tongue down your throat every time he ran into all of the young girls out of Playcrafters. But if you made a deal about it, guess what? You didn't get cast anymore. Mm. And when there's only three theaters, you keep your mouth shut if you want to work. So it's just like anything. Right. Just like anything. In life, mm-hmm. you know, and so I look now and it's so wonderful for me to see that women are standing up. I made a joke out of it. That was my shield. Mm-hmm. I would just yeah. laugh it off and make a joke and then get away from them as quickly as possible. Right. But uh, sometimes it feels like that's the only way to keep yourself truly safe, because what if you say something and that just makes it worse for you? Right. 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 That's so wild to hear you say that because, you know, what what were we all talking about just a handful of years ago at this point? Harvey Weinstein doing the exact – pulling the exact same thing on just, on just a much larger scale. Yes. Um, and, com- yeah, community theater is absolutely not immune to that. No, it is sure. not. 
and um, I have had the occasional actor grab me. Mm. Uh, I've had all kinds of things done, and you either you should stand up, and I and I would say stop that, but I would say it laughingly so that they wouldn't be upset because I didn't want anybody to not like me. That was my problem. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it's, it hasn't been a piece of cake, but it hasn't stopped my love of theater by any means. Yeah. And, you know, I just go do, who'll ever have me, I'll go work there. Mm-hmm. That's always been my... Back in the day, here we go. Let me get my cane out. <laughs> Back in the day, when there were only three theaters, you weren't supposed to cross. If you were a music gilder, you didn't work at Playcrafters or Genesius Guild. Interesting. If you were at Playcrafters, oh, yeah. you didn't work at Music Guild or Genesius Guild. And if you were at Genesius Guild, now not so much them. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Not so much Genesius Guild, but... Not a lot of people like Shakespeare either, so it wasn't that much. But there was a definite, I'm a playcrafter, I'm a music gilder. And you ne'er the twain shall meet. Interesting. And I would just go anywhere and everywhere. I'd go out to Richmond Hill, out in Geneseo. I would go anywhere and do theater. And people were just, you know, what? Mm Mm-hmm. Aren't you loyal? I can't let my food touch. That's right. (laughs) And that, you know, it was all a question of, well, who are you loyal to? Mm. And it's like, well, I'm loyal to the god of theater, St. Genesius, because <laughs> I will do theater anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. if something interests me. And so that was a real silly little thing mm-hmm. that the Quad Cities had going on for a while. Oh, I love that little bit of, I love that little piece of lore. But then, actually, then people got sick of it and they started the little offshoots of, like, ETC, which was Eclectic Theater Company. Okay, that's one I've not heard of. Well, it was short-lived, but Mm -hmm. they did some very good things while they were alive. I never even heard of it that I recall. They did things out at um, Annie Whitmire's (gasps) church stage. The Children's Theater, Denver Children's Theater. Theater. Yes, they they did their shows there. Or I should say we did. I did a lot of shows for them, but... uh, They were just, you know, people just started going, well, um, I want to do, and and Prenzies, they wanted to do Shakespeare their way, and they also wanted to do it during the year, you know, because Genesius is is definitely only summer. And so they're like an offshoot of the Shakespeare in the park. And so anyway, it, it... it's just been interesting to see it grow to what it is now with Spotlight and, and you know, with, uh, well... Mockingbird. Mo- Mockingbird. Have you done anything there yet? No, I have not. Um, Speaking of which, uh, be sh- uh, at, at the time that this goes out, the Davenport building collapse will have happened um, at least a month ago. But yes. for sure show Mockingbird some love as they lost their space this year. Um, don't know where exactly they are at they the time of this episode release. They are going to perform at Blackhawk College. For um, right now until they yeah, find a, a yeah. permanent home. Yeah. Question. Yes. And I've asked this of almost all of our guests. In the realm of community theater, I'll give you an example. Tristan okay. uh, 
Tapscott, when we talked to him, we asked him, what would you like to see community theater in the Quad Cities? What would you like to see in? And he suggested um, starting a, a pseudo Tony Award type of ceremony. Is there something that you would like to see happen within the Quad City community theater scene that we don't have now? Um, I don't really know. I, I, I am not one for awards. Uh, so that to me is, is not what something I would be interested in, but what I would like to see is maybe, uh, more communication so that, uh, people aren't, you know, maybe doing the same show one year, next year, that Mm. kind of thing. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe I remember how much fun we used to have at the end of the season every year at Genesius Guild. The the weekend between the two comedies, we would everybody would get all dressed up and we would go out to dinner. Just because we never got to dress up in the park. We'd all get dressed up and we'd go out to dinner together and we would just have the best time. Mm. And maybe if we could have like a a one big theater dance off night or a, or like rent uh the village theater which has a big hall mm-hmm. and and just have a big quad city community theater party oh, that where people nice. could see everybody that you don't get to see yeah if you haven't done a show for a while maybe go there to me instead of like like a homecoming saying, yeah it's like a homecoming dance have a dj and just you know sit around and have a few drinks and laughs and talk and listen to some music instead of getting up and saying you get an award because we thought you were better than you <laughs> to me that's like eh, um let's let's just have a good time yeah to me i just you know anymore i'm an old lady i don't you know, this is all the life I have right now, and I just want to have a good time. Yeah. And I want people to have a good time and have joy. There's just not enough of that right now. And the way the world is, is is I'm trying not to let it scare me, but I just want to to have a little joy. Yeah. And I love that. So anyway... I unfortunately must be going. Thank you so much Exits, for joining us. Smile it all the way. Stage <laughs> Ex- left. Exit pursued by a bear. Yes. No. <laughs> um, that's your right. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> that's not math. I was told there would be no math. <sighs> what can I anyway. say? Anyway, Patty Flaherty, thank you so much for joining well, us. Well, thank studio you for today. having me. This, this has just been so really much nice. Fun. Thank and it was so good much. to see Chris again, and it was good to meet you. I enjoyed seeing you in the show. Stop kiss so much. Thank you so much for coming. I, that means the world to me. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Footlights, a community theater podcast from the Quad Cities. Footlights is a production of WVIK, Quad Cities, and PR. I'm Jaron Michelle. And I'm Chris Hicks. Break Break a a leg. leg.